Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's more wrestling podcast with uh, the Gate Home guys. And the reason I say more is because this is the second podcast, um, kind of in as many days, I guess. You'll see that this will be coming up at the same time as the previous Getting Over podcast. That's because uh, we've got a lot of wrestling people, got a lot to get through, got to get those podcasts going. Uh, there'll be another one in a few days, so make sure you tune in for that one as well. So yeah, the Getting Over boys have got all the wrestling information and news for you. So uh, let's see what they've got to say about the upcoming WWE pay-per-view. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Getting over. Hello once again. We are back. Welcome along, ladies and gentlemen. This is Getting Over on Cookie Cast, episode twenty one. I don't know if we mentioned the uh, episode number last time, but yeah, it was our t- last episode was our twentieth go at this, and this is number twenty-one, and we are here once again with Mister Matthew Moore, Mister Andy Cook, hello, and Mister Paul Williams. Good evening <laughs> or good morning, Afternoon. depending on when you're listening to this. Morning, <laughs> depending on when you're listening to this, obviously. <laughs> so. As always, we, we kick off the, the podcast with a little bit of talk about the predictions title. If you haven't listened to the TakeOver 30 episode, you won't know that I managed to retain the title, which uh, is currently sat on the wall behind me. Um, if you can't see this, go and watch us on YouTube. <laughs> Don't forget and to subscribe while you're there. Exactly. And then pause this now, go back and listen to the TakeOver 30 episode, watch TakeOver 30, and then come back. We won't mind, we'll wait for a bit. Uh, but yeah, as we've got two pay-per-views this weekend, we're going to combine the scores, I guess, from TakeOver 30 and SummerSlam. So there will be a bumper amount of points available um, to see who can prize the title from my hands. Absolutely nobody. No, no, thank you. So yeah, so we've, 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 got, we've, we've got no results to go through, so... I guess we should get to the talking points that uh, have come up in main roster WWE since Extreme Rules, which was the last time um, we talked about one of their pay-per-views. So, last time out, we had this whole deal with Apollo Crews versus MVP for the United States title. We all made predictions in good faith, as we, as we would, and uh, yeah, match never happened, did it? So that was the, uh, the predictions off to a, a fantastic start. Apparently, there was like a storyline injury, but it was reported that Cruz was unwell. Whether it was the COVID or whether it was not the COVID, we are not entirely sure, but we did get the match eventually on Raw shortly after. MVP claimed a distraction from some flickering lights whilst Apollo took the win and the shiny, shiny new United States title with him. So, these flickering lights have continued since, and... All over that broadcast and every main roster broadcast since, uh, thanks to this tra- trail of destruction known by the, uh, the, the that has been called by this new faction that have come to be known as Retribution. Uh, interestingly, no interruptions on NXT programming yet. Uh, 
to me, that would, would probably lead us to believe that it might well be made up of NXT roster members. Anybody seen any of that? I've seen, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, bits and bobs of it. And, yeah, yeah. There's obviously any, lots of rumour about different people who it is and stuff like that. Any, any thoughts on who it might be, though, from NXT? Because it feels a bit like they've gone with it, but like I think the people who have been turning up weekly on like Raw and SmackDown aren't necessarily the same people. No. Like, show to show. It's like, they're all in masks, so I guess that helps, because they could just drop anyone in it last second, but I don't know. I'd, I, I'm not even sure who I'd, who I'd like it to be. Well, there was a lot of stuff. There was, there was talk of it being uh, the way that Punk got reintroduced, wasn't it? Because he'd, uh, he'd put out a tweet that said... Um, I think, it was, I think he was talking about the Mysterio Rollins storyline and then said something like blah 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 well that's how I get my retribution or something like that and everyone was like oh my god oh my god he said retribution it's got to be him it's got to be him it's got to be linked but like is that not the tweet that's gone out every time CM Punk has so much as half mentioned wrestling in the last five years <laughs> <laughs> not, not, I mean not going to lie that I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. That's fine. That would that would bring a lot of people in as well. I think. I heard something interesting about CM Punk, which I'm pretty sure Paul has told me previously. I was listening to a podcast this evening. CM Punk wrote for Marvel at one point, ah. and he wrote a particular character, which was played in a Marvel film by a wrestler. I believe ah. I'm just in the in the midst of googling that to make sure that that is correct. But now that narrow, that narrows that down massively then because it's either got to be Batista or it's got to be your your mate. That's but mind you, that's not Marvel, is it? It's DC that uh, Tully Youth is in. Tully Youth. Yeah, welcome to Yorkshire. Land of Ridge Holland, no. Um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We've done it. Because Dwayne is going to be Black Adam, isn't he? Ah, there you go. The gal- Drax, the galaxy's best detective. Seems odd. By CM Punk. Hmm. So that was true. I love that it was by CM Punk as well, but not by Phil Brooks. No, his name, he changed his name, didn't he? Oh, for uh, copyright purposes. Bear in mind, uh, the, when I said I'm not sure if that's true, it would have been a stretch if it wasn't true, because the podcast I was listening to was with Drax the Destroyer himself. So if it hadn't <laughs> have been true, I'd have been a bit like, really? <laughs> Funnily enough, that opens up for my... Uh, my possible ready to grumble. <gasps> well, well, somebody get somebody get a timer. It doesn't oh. have to be now. It doesn't have to be now. I'll, I'll, Why I can, not? I'm more, well, if you want, if you want, let's th- let's throw it in. It has been mentioned. We had no grumbles last time out, so we need to get them off our chest. Nice. Let's get all the juicy time. grumbles. Right, thirty seconds on that clock. So, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Dave Batista himself, 
where he was talking about the fact that the reason that he left wrestling was to pursue a career in acting. That's what he wanted to do. That's where he went with his time. But it was all because they, the company wouldn't give him the, the film opportunities that he wanted. So he ended up leaving because they wouldn't give him what he wanted. There was more to that, but I didn't have to. Go on, we'll, <laughs> let's, let's make the exception. Go on, get it, get it off. So there was this whole thing. There was a whole thing about um, John Cena, and they just kept giving John Cena like film role after film role after film role. And um, they, and Batista was like, "Well, that's what I want to do. So can I have the that opportunity?" And they were like. He's like, but I should get the same opportunities as anyone else. They're like, obviously John Cena's a big seller, this, that, and the other. And it, it was something to do with Triple H. There was a point where they was sort of hinting that he could have had a role. And right at the last minute, Vince said to him, we don't think you're a big enough draw. Bear in mind that, as he put it, he was the, one of the biggest names in the company at that point in time. Behind Cena... Um, they were like, we don't think you're a big enough draw, we're going to give the role to Triple H. So he was like, okay, let his contract run out, and they didn't believe that he was going to go. And the day before, Vince was like, you're not really going to let this happen, are you? He's like, yeah, you won't give me what I want. And it's just a, it's another of these stories where somebody's come out saying, the company didn't give me what I want, what I wanted, and not in like a petulant child kind of way, more in a, I can do more for you, why aren't you doing more for me? And in, instead, they let him walk away. And admittedly, he, uh, according to him, he spent three years going through, like it was just it was just this downward trajectory. The IRS t- t- turned up, took all of his money, um, he couldn't get a film role or any acting role for Love the Money and was just broke and, and in this position. And then he got, I'm not sure if he got the, the, like the part of Drax, that might have been his, his actual, I'm not sure if that was his well, first role. Did he do, did he do that or did he do Bond first? wasn't ooh, now that is a question because yeah i mean he has had a couple of big ones in the sense of obviously drax is his main thing and and now that he's been in a mcu film is set for life regardless but and then obviously bond but if anybody's ever seen that film that stuber that they did he was talking about that on the podcast yeah please please don't waste your time I, but if you do want a crap film to watch that's so bad it's actually good, go with that one that he did where he blew up Upton Park, because that was uh, whatever that was called. Final score? That, that was quite funny. Like it was, it was a terrible film, but like I say, it was so bad it was actually like like good in that respect. Is he got Pierce Brosnan in that? Yeah, yeah, as a Russian man, if I remember rightly. Wow. It's like proper full-on roller. It's, it's like first I'll be quintessential James Bond, English-speaking man, to being a Bond villain essentially. Yeah, exactly. Although I can't imagine Bond having the same uh, 
having the same gravitas if he was like, uh, uh, I will decide to blow up Upton Park, everyone would be like, go on then. No, I know what it was. <laughs> he, he got, um, he's listed as having a film that I can't say I've heard of, but he's sort of his major-ish role, his, his, his sort of starting role was he played, he had one episode of Smallville. Um, which tied in because the podcast I was listening to was a guy from Smallville. Um, and then he'd sort of gone from there and then he's just had like bit parts in various things. There's a couple of small films. He's probably his major film role to start the ball rolling. Uh, I don't know if, he, if anyone's ever heard of Man with the Iron Fists. Um, he, he's brass body in that. He's very good in it, um, but then Drax is his ma- his first major film role, twenty fourteen. Um, so yeah, very uh, uh, one of those. I would heartily recommend it as a podcast because it was a very interesting listen. Um, one of those people that is not what you would expect. Really, is not what you would expect, and that uh, that comes a lot from like what he looks like I guess he even described he's, himself as a gorilla um, but yeah very very interesting uh, interesting guy he's a good follow on Twitter as well because he's quite funny uh, he's, uh, he's, 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 he's he's not shy around with the president either Trump, doesn't he? yeah it is funny though good so we've mentioned about the interruptions to, to Raw that have, have been happening over the last like week or two weeks, three weeks, however long it's been now. Um, as a result of uh, the interruptions, they, they deemed it necessary to check the security footage, which uh, has caught Zelina Vega in the act of poisoning one of the drinks of the street profits. Obviously, storyline. Um, Montez Ford was the man in question, who then collapsed mid-match. She initially denied any involvement, but the after the checking of the footage, it obviously showed her up to be, but it, it's just building to the fact that it's basically Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza at SummerSlam for the, tag, the Raw Tag Titles. I mean, not overly looking forward to it on the basis that we've probably seen this match on Raw since lockdown started, so hopefully... This will finally be the payoff to that whole saga, and we get some some fresh tag team matchups because uh, that that would be the the ultimate winning situation out of all of this. Please, and along the theme of interruptions to regular programming, uh, we've also seen the introduction of Raw Underground. Matt's Matt's looking uh, disturbed by this already. The mere mention of this. Um, in the States, it begins at 10 o'clock because, obviously, edgy shit happens at 10 o'clock in America. But it's essentially Fight Club for wrestlers, for, for those of you that haven't seen it. There's no ropes, no rules. Fight until you can't is, is essentially it. But it's it's been credited to Shane McMahon. Um, I say Shane McMahon watches a lot of other stuff other than WWE because I'm not, I'm not sure how new of a concept it is. But, to its credit, it probably had a very ropey start um, despite the no ropes thing and um, since then though it has been used to highlight some of the undercards of people like 
Dolph Ziggler, yes, I am classing him in the undercard. Uh, the Viking Raiders, Shayna Baszler, but it's also been used to introduce some new names as well. Um, Dabakato is a name that I'm guessing that Andy will probably look at me blankly for. There we go. And uh, people like Riddick Moss and Arturo Ruas, which Arturo Ruas. That's easy for you to say. say. Thank you very much. Usually, usually spit something out. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm having an episode. I'm sorry, gents. So, um, has anybody seen any of this raw underground business? Is anybody? What does anybody think to that? Just, just the clips that I've seen on Twitter. Really, eh? it it seems it, it it smacks very much at the moment of they're just doing that. Let's just get a huge handful of shit, throw it at the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. That, that is just, it, it, it's just, yeah, it seems desperation at this point. Because they're, yeah. they're, they're hemorrhaging viewers each week. It, it's, yeah, not it, good. It, it seems, it kind of smacked off, right, we need to get a man back on TV. Um, nobody, kind of hates Shane as much as they hate everybody else but we can't put him in the ring because people that would really piss people off so let's put him in a cupboard somewhere <laughs> put him and in the cupboard like, under the stairs and, <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah don't be my yeah <laughs> put him pain it, through the door I was like the first week it was like you know was, there's all this outrage because they had dancers you know, Paul was probably asleep after they were on. Um, <laughs> and it just didn't have, like... I just, it just it didn't have, you know... And that was, like, like, like so that it's kind of got some more kind of names that you recognise. But I just... I don't know. If you're going to do something different, do it... Make sure it's really different. And it's not. It, it, it's... It, it, it's... Bad wrestling. I think I think they have like they have tried to do it differently, but I think maybe this is maybe this says more about me. I mean, you, you, as, you, as you guys might know, like I think what annoys me about it is that there's not there's not like any kind of proper structure to it. So it's like right, these two big guys they're gonna fight. Oh, that was a big punch. Shane McMahon says that's the end, so that's the end. Yet. Other two are allowed to have a bit of a scrap, roll around, like go, go all around their broom cupboard having a fight. But yeah, that's all right because Shane McMahon didn't tell them to stop. Yet, like they've had maybe ten minutes at it, whereas the big dude got one punch and the other guy could have got back. Anyway, it's like it. It just seems a bit. I think they wanted to feel like chaos, but unless you're going to have like a way of like a clear winner rather than just Shane McMahon throwing in a towel for everybody. Like, like you say, do that bit properly, or or not bother. It just, you know, it's oh, it's ten o'clock. It's time for Raw Underground, and you kind of just like it's still PC. Yeah, sorry, it's still PG kind of thing. It's still, you know, it's nothing. You know, and, I, and yeah, we've talked about it. I don't want to see people getting the shit beaten out of them. You know, it's why I don't watch MMA. It's you know. A, even boxing gets a little bit too much for me personally. Um, but if you're going to kind of present it as being something, you know, oh, you, 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 
usual 10 o'clock, you're going to want to watch this kind of thing, then it's going to be something that you think, yeah, you look at it, you go, I just, I don't, I don't give a shit about 90% of the people who are on here. Yeah, it'd be quite interesting. Dolph Ziggler have a different role. Obviously, the, is it Ivar against Dolph Ziggler yeah. next week? So they kind yeah. of start the four matches from it, and I don't want to kind of, you don't want to shit all over it after two weeks, but I just think they needed a different person presenting it because, let you know, let's, you know, kind of, obviously it kind of creeps up on you as you get there. But I, I, I'm, I'm 38, so I'm not, you know, I'm not in my 50s like Shane McMahon, and I wouldn't be a cool presenter for something like that. You know, you need to get somebody else. It looked, I think it looked a bit better with MVP and uh, Bobby Lashley. It looked a bit, I think it looked a bit tougher and a bit grittier with them kind of at the end of the first kind of iteration of it. I just don't think Shane McMahon dressed, dressed like a, what he obviously thinks a 20-year-old dress is like, turning up and, you know, dabbing up the... the um, the security guard and be like, you know, it's, it's 10 o'clock, it's time for Raw Underground. And people go, oh yeah, Shane O'Mac. You're like, no, no, stop it. You know, we need to get, it needs, I don't know, I don't know who they could get to present it. Um, and obviously they seem to think they need a man on television. But there must be a better way in. If, I think I think the worst thing about it for me is that the whole intro into it every time that you say, "Oh, it's time." It's when he goes up to that doorman and he's like, "Would you mind?" He's a doorman, mate. That's what he's there for. Like, you don't <laughs> need to ask him. It reminds me of really shit Saturday children's television. That that's what. Oh it yeah, like we said the broom cupboard. It's like somebody yeah. had a smoke and after they've watched Fight Club, they've then stumbled across Andy Peters on their uh, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, oh. yeah. It's, it's, it's 10 o'clock in the morning, it's time for SMTV Live or whatever it was when we were kids, you know, it's like, it's just, I don't, I, mean, think it's, it's good idea. I don't think it's a good idea, but to make it a better idea, it needs refining, I just don't think it's, yeah, it's, 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 not, been, it's not been great, but I mean, it's not been so bad that, like, it makes your eyes bleed watching it. But um, Rey Mysterio, on the other hand, <laughs> um, apparently lost an eye at Extreme Rules, but um, has managed to find it again in the last fortnight because he was back on Raw this last week. Mm. Uh, they, we don't know this whole... mesh. <laughs> well, it's, it's either that or he's got a keen interest in the, in the, the Fly film because uh, that's what his new mask looks like. But they, they pulled this whole thing about, oh, the, the magic of surgery and all the rest of it and you know it hadn't detached his retina entirely it just popped his eye out a little bit okay we knew it was going to be garbage in terms of how they finished it it was terrible um but i will say at least miz and morrison got a funny section out of it the week after did you guys see any of this from the smackdown web so 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 ray loses his eye and rollins immediately had seen what he'd done in the match at Extreme Rules and disappeared off to the other side of the ring and physically vomited everywhere about three times. Um, then Miz and Morrison were, were doing a, an interview segment 
on their dirt sheet bit on SmackDown the week after. And uh, I think they were, if I remember rightly, they were inter- interviewing Naomi, and the the comment came up about it. Does it does it make you sick? But then, how sick on the Seth Rollins scale? How sick does it make you? And it had like five different stars with the different stages of Rollins vomiting at, at ringside, which was I, I mean it's childish humour, but it, I enjoyed it. It was funny. Um. So yeah, so we're talking about Mysterio, but yeah, since since Extreme Rules, his son Dominic has finally, finally, in the world of the, t- the television uh, set, signed his WWE contract. Well, not only has he signed a contract to be a WWE superstar, he has signed a match contract for a street fight at SummerSlam with a Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins, looking to avenge his father's eyeball. So Dominic will make his debut in ring at an event whereby he made his own kind of in-ring debut, I guess, many, many moons ago as a child, because it was 2005, that makes me feel so old, where Eddie Guerrero fought Rey Mysterio for the custody of young Dominic at the time. Um, strange how things work out, right, like in terms of SummerSlam there and SummerSlam there. It's, it's almost as if they like had written it or something. But yeah, that, that's that's coming up this weekend. We've, we've also got... Um, three women's matches on the on the card uh, this weekend, which uh, element of surprise in the voice there? Because whilst we have had the whole women's evolution revolution stuff going on, it seems to have been on the back burner a little bit of late, especially since uh, Charlotte Flair and, and Becky Lynch's departure, as we've talked about previously. Um, but Sasha was involved in a no contest at Extreme Rules uh, with Asuka for the Raw Women's Title, but then became two belts banked shortly afterwards by capturing the title in a no DQ victory. Asuka was basically distracted by Bailey. There was a count out. Banks won by nefarious means if you've not seen this already. Uh, we also had Kyrie Sane retiring uh, as part of that storyline. Um, but that's that's left Asuka to take on both Bailey and Asuka on her own. Well, at SummerSlam this weekend, Asuka, having earned the right to face Sasha by beating Bailey, then entered herself into a battle royal to take on Bailey for her title as well. So it's it's, a, it's the whole confusing setup. But bottom line is, she, Asuka's got two singles matches this week against Bailey and Sasha for their respective titles. Paul's obviously repping Bailey tonight big time with his T-shirt there. The, the podcast's biggest Bailey fan, I think it's clear to clear to say. Um, have you seen any of this, Paul? What what do you think about your your girl, as it were? Probably about time she loses a belt, isn't it? <laughs> well, the 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 uh, you know the immortal statistic of she's had the belt for three hundred days plus now, so we all know what that means. The, the third match, women's match on the on the card, probably one of the, the wildest stipulations that WWE throw in, and we haven't had one for quite some time, but hair versus hair match. Um, there has been a, a women's hair versus hair match, because I think, if I remember right, the last one was it Molly, was it? Holly, Molly uh, Holly Victoria at WrestleMania years back? I'd say so. Um, so basically, the, the loser has their head shaved. Mandy Rose has already had a little bit of a trim at the hands of Sonny Deville. So it kind of it, it fed into this nicely. The, the build's been quite good for this one, um, but then weirdly, like 
there was the whole thing about Sonya Deville this week as well in, in real life, which I know you guys have, have been up on. Going home one night to find a stalker on a porch where he'd broken into a house and was planning to abduct her. Did you, you guys all read up for that? Yeah. Yeah, and then obviously yeah, Mandy was with her as well, wasn't she? Yeah, I was going to say yeah. it came out later on that Mandy was in the, was in the guest room, wasn't it? So. Yeah. So it turns out it wasn't Otis that was on the porch anyway that was uh, <laughs> planning, planning to, to help out his, his peach at the uh, biggest party of the summer. But um, yeah, a bit of a scary situation, but thankfully the guy was dealt with by the authorities and, and everything seems to have worked out as, as probably as best as it could, given what could have happened. Um, what else have we got? We've we've had we had Braun Strowman at Extreme Rules in the street, uh, in street fight, absolutely not street fight, swamp fight match. Ends up in the swamp with Bray Wyatt, and as we all kind of talked about on the podcast last time, who should appear out of the swamp at the end? The Fiend. Um. So we knew it was coming. Cause it was another title match at the time, but now we have got a title match this weekend where uh, it's just getting all the merch out tonight. He <laughs> will be there. Yes, the fiend will be in action. Um, yeah, absolute shock to nobody that that has that has come about. What you getting that so, figure? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I definitely didn't buy two of them as well. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, so from one main roster title to the, to another, Drew McIntyre continued his run as WWE champion. But his run is probably coming up to the biggest test of his, probably of not only the, his title run, but of his career in a rejuvenated Randy Orton this weekend. Despite the fact that Orton has never clashed with The Fiend up to now, uh, it's another character who's reverted back to an older version of themselves to become more relevant, I think. Um, and to be fair, Orton's been dishing out some decent performances for the last six to eight weeks. Especially with a microphone in his hand, I would say. And then starts on the old legend killer theme. They're taking out legend after legend, including one of his mentors, Ric Flair, with uh, a, a big old punt to the head. I have to be careful on these podcasts. We've had the guy from the Colts, which you have to say correctly, and then also lots of punts, which you also have to say correctly. Um, what else has gone on? We've had... Andy's favourite, Big E, starting his singles career. <laughs> oh, he's, he's happy about that. Surely you've got to be happy that two-thirds of New Day aren't on TV at the moment, though. Every cloud and all that for you. There is that, yeah. <laughs> Makes me happy. So, so the, what, the, go on. What's the, what's the reasoning behind this? Is Kofi injured or something? So, New Day lost the tag titles at Extreme Rules to Shinsuke, Nakamura and Cesaro in a tables match. The bump yeah. that Kofi took from that to finish that match, whether he's genuinely injured or, or not, they had a perfect spot, really, to, to play out because that was a hell of a finish to that match. So, yeah, Woods is still out, which his Achilles has got to be okay by now, I'm assuming... Like he's been out for a very long time, unless there's been other complications, um, or it's you know it's just not risking kind of infection, I guess maybe. But um, Kofi's gone off with this injury after the tables match. It seemed like a good a time as any really to to throw him into a good good singles run. They mentioned it for a couple of weeks. They got ball rolling by 
having him fight Cesaro, Nakamura, Miz, Morris. Oh, that's right. All of the people who he'd been in tag team matches with over the last four to five weeks, if not longer than that. He, need, he needs to fight some singles people. Like if 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 they're gonna if they're gonna push him as a single star, put him against somebody that is a singles competitor. Surely, um, I am pleased for the lad because, like, I think a, a singles run is probably, you know, definitely what he deserves. I'd love it if they put him in the universal title picture. I don't think Andy would agree with that, but I get the feeling that. They're going to aim him towards the Intercontinental at some point instead, so we shall see how that one plays out. I, I always maintain this. They've missed a massive trick with it. Like, I, I said it back. I said it like back when Kofi won the won the WWE Championship. The, the storyline for me was that Big E should have cost him the match at some point, done the turn. And then arguably you could have built like one of your biggest monster heels that you could have had for a number of years because he's he's got everything that like a believable heel would have. He's got the size, he's got the look, he's good on the mic, he can carry a match. He he, he everything about him to me just screams 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 monster heel. If they if they pushed him correctly. He'd be he'd be over as a legit bad guy, so I just he's, think that uh, Mister Book he's the, sort, he's the sort of guy that if he ends up tangling with a fiend and they revert him back to an old character, put him back to his NXT character, like the fire yeah, count yeah. thing. I think everybody'd be all right with that. But yeah, definitely. If if they do if they do put him towards the Intercontinental title though. Big E versus AJ Styles would be a match I'd, I'd be alright watching after the match. Yep. Um, but as well, on the, on the lines of AJ Styles in the Continental Championship, we've got this weekend, before SummerSlam even starts, we've got a, a, what should be a very good main event match between Jeff Hardy and, and AJ Styles. Um, for the Intercontinental title, it's going to headline SmackDown. Um, by the time that we get, uh, you know, we could have a new Intercontinental Champion, so. It's, it seems to be a good headline match to test out their new kit as well, which has come to be known as the, the WWE Thunderdome. Everybody seen this? I've, not, I've, not, I've, I've seen all the kind of hype over it and stuff like that. I've not, I've not seen the full kind of thing. Um, I was listening to a podcast on Monday where Triple H was talking to someone and obviously he's... Obviously, he's not going to shit on it, but he was like really kind of bigging it up and kind of giving it the kind of big sell about you know because the guy the guy that I was listening to, he's a big NBA fan and like said oh you know the NBA kind of thing and he's like oh no no it's better than better than the NBA and better than kind of what they've been doing in their uh, bubble. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think like well we should we should note as well that. Smackdown um, on Friday it's, been, it's going to be the first show that's taken place outside of the performance centre since lockdown started um, and it, it is just purely an effort surely to, to just freshen up the look of the show um, the, you say you've not necessarily seen the, the spec of it but they're going to not only be like the LED boards like they've had for the NBA with, with um, fans essentially virtually attending the event but the, 
got like bringing back pyro. They're going to have like drone cameras, so it should feel very different. I did see a little like leaked video, which all this stuff obviously that floats around the dirt sheet. There is absolutely like no way that those videos aren't leaked on purpose for a start, just to to build excitement. But from what I've seen of it so far, the set actually looks pretty cool, and like the fact that they've called it Thunderdome, it's a bit of a cheesy way in I suppose but they have from what I've seen it, it does look a bit like a dome within the building and it, it's going to completely encompass the ring so I'm definitely interested to, to see how it turns out but yeah they're, they're doing that now inside the Amway Centre it's about it's only about half an hour away from like you know where they are in the performance centre but in this day and age it could be you know it could be a six hour flight away you wouldn't know any different I guess would you Um. The only thing about the Thunderdome leads me to my grumble. Anybody got a timer there? I've got a timer. We've got... We've had belt, <laughs> two bands belts, and we've had Billy Doe straps, now we've got Williams and more two times. Um, well, that sounds bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Somebody, somebody give me them 30 seconds. Right. appreciate the concept I'm not going to shit on the concept that is absolutely fine but they want people to be included in this they want to virtually bring fans back to this I would suggest that a good portion of their fans aren't even in the states anymore and are worldwide so what they do was the open registration a point in time when most people on the planet are asleep apart from America so it's open to fans around the world in the same way that Major League Baseball compete for the World Series not just bitter that I didn't get to, uh, to pick for it when I tried to fill up an application on it. So is it yeah, the same Is it what, sorry? Is it going to be the same people every week or will you, you know, so say, can you apply to do... No, so they, they announced it officially, I think, during Raw uh, this past Monday. They opened registration at, like, whatever time in the morning so all, like, sold out even though it's like free to do um and, and let, let's not forget they they definitely did that so they could wheel out their first time ever catchphrase 68 times in, in that one episode of raw um but you register for it on a show by show basis so but that's not i presume to necessarily say that the people who get in for smackdown aren't then included in SummerSlam, who then aren't included and what like I, there will be people Let, if anything green t-shirt guy and mr long hair jesus dude who are always in the front row are definitely getting on it aren't they and the guy with the um custom painted tux they'll yeah. definitely be on it still if, if they're not on SummerSlam, i i'll be i'll be absolutely shocked but but yeah i'm, I'm interested to see what it uh, to, to spin it back to more of a positive i am interested to see what they do with it they're mm -hmm. obviously excited about it it's it, it's a bit of like you know they're obviously wanting to try and bring stuff to it for the fact that even though there's nobody actually in attendance they still feel the need that they're going to bring back pyro and all the rest of it so who knows it might if, if it takes off they might decide that 
you know, it's it's the way to go until every, you know the the all clear is given entirely and not even bring back like limited attendances and stuff when they're allowed to do so. They might just wait until you know the full the full spectacle can can come back in. It's interesting how the two kind of companies are battling with this because obviously AEW have announced that they're letting fans in um, for, for live shows. I mean, they've had some in anyway, but I'm not sure whether for the show Saturday or the following show um, they're going to let in, I think they said... I think fifteen percent of the capacity or something like that. Yeah, the, the the report I've seen was that they were doing ten percent for the first show as like a bit of a tester, and then if that goes all right, it'd be fifteen percent. But I think it starts from next week. Right. So yeah, obviously, depending on how, how well it goes, they'll uh, they'll kind of go from there, won't they? I found it interesting though that they're doing that in that Daily's place or whatever it is. Is that is that is that attached to like the the Jacks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like a. I think I'm not sure whether it's like a warm up kind of field or what, or just like a thingy. But obviously, when when they've done the when they did the stadium stampede thing, it just they started in the ring in the Daly's place and then went into the the football ground from there. Because it's essentially an open air theatre as well, isn't it? Which I think helps their their cause. But um, yeah, I like. I don't know if it's is is it too soon. I guess we'll find out in well. I guess we'll find out a fortnight after the event. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. So that I like is is basically what what has been going on since the last time we all we all spoke about the, the pay per views. So um, I suppose unless anyone's got anything else they want to drop in, we better get to those predictions. All right. I've started the card with the Raw Tag Team title match. As I said earlier on, please let this be the blow-off and this has been the last time that we talk about these two teams facing each other for, for a good long time. So we've got the Street Profits defending champions against Andrade and Angel Garza who will undoubtedly have Zelina Vega in their corner. I would suggest that probably Bianca Belair will be uh, slotted in in the corner of the Street Profits, as she has been in the storyline a little bit as well, um, with her husband. So yeah, Paul, do you want to kick us off on this one? Uh, title switch. Okay. Any particular reason for that? They seem to have had it for a long time and haven't. I can't remember seeing many title defences on pay-per-views. So I don't know if that means that the. Uh, the office hasn't got much hold for him. So, okay. might be thinking that, you know, freshen it up a little bit, get some new faces in the belts. Uh, technology is letting me down on this end, boys. So, Paul is going for a title change, so we've got Andrade and Angel Garza there. Matt? Uh, I think it's going to stick with the Street Profits. I think the Angel Garza, uh, Andrade things, I think that's going to turn into something. 
Andy? Retain from me. What was that, sorry? Retain. Okay. So... Alright. I don't know. I'm... I'm undecided. It's one of them. They, they seem to like the Street Profits a lot. And... I don't know. Again, it could it could be the fact that they've not officially, I guess, defended it in like a proper match for a while as well. Um, I'm I'm going to go Street Profits as well. Um, but, all right, oh, no, 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 this this is painful. Do you know what? I'm changing my mind. I'm going for I'm going for Gaza and Andrade. I just I don't know I feel, I feel like Andrade and Gaza are probably more of even though they're, they're more of a proper tag team which is maybe a, a daft comment to make but the Street Profits are also a bit more of like a comedy act Yeah. Um, so they've got a bit more like in the fold rather than just having to be the tag team champion I suppose in the same way as like the New Day Cesaro Nakamura thing um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely changing. Uh, the first, I don't know if I've ever done that before, but I'm going against my initial thoughts. I'm, I'm going to, on a very rare occasion, agree with Paul Williams. Uh, next match I've got listed on the card uh, is the US title rematch. Apollo Crews as the champion defending against MVP. MVP has had Shelton Benjamin and Bobby Lashley banned from ringside after the results of uh, this, this week's Raw. So, we are scheduled to get a straight-up one-on-one match. I'm still thinking MVP is going to win this. I was I was hoping that he was going to win it after last time. We got another contest and he paraded around with the belt for a little bit. I think, I think he, I, I'd be okay with it. I'm, I'm, I'm going with MVP to win. I agree with that. I think the build has been kind of it, it's made him look kind of like one of them weaselly heels. But um, but I think he's still um, you know he's still. I think I think he's going to win this one. I think it's going to be. Okay. Got you down for that one, then, Matt. Andy. Part of me is feeling another retain on this one. Okay. Because they can always use the oh you had all you had everybody banned from ringside but you still couldn't win sort of twist on it. Okay, We've got you down for got you down for Apollo and um, Paul. Where are you going with this one? Same as Andy on this one. I think uh, we'll uh, we'll see the uh, the title stay with uh, Mr. Cruz. It could be one of them where Apollo wins and then. They switch at the night after on Raw. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but no. Oh, I'm, I'm oh that's where they roll. roll in there. Like MVP's not been able to get the job done, so they roll Lashley in for the win and put the title on him, and, and they still have it within the stable. But they've been pulling this thing at me the last couple of weeks. So Shelton Benjamin's been twenty four seven champion on and off, and he, he ended up losing it to Cedric Alexander, who. Like they seem to be re- trying to recruit into their little the, the hurt business as they've officially become. 
no, but I, I don't know if they're going to try and end up sort of giving them all the title at some point. So like Benjamin with a twenty four seven MVP with the United States, and then push Lashley on to maybe bigger things. Oh, I could see the tag titles going their way as well, and MVP and yeah. um, having the United States. Or like you say, Lashley and the other two having the tag. We'll see. Um, hair versus hair, shall we? Um, Andy, who is going to get shaved bald this weekend? Is it going to be Mandy Rose? Is it going to be Sonya Deville? Mandy Rose. To win or to get shaved? To get shaved. Okay, I will put you down then for a Sonya Deville win. Feel that may be an unpopular choice with Mr. Williams. <laughs> Go on, look at him, he's in full agreement with me. Um, I'd be very surprised if, if obviously, we've already seen Sonia Deville cut a piece of Mandy Rose's hair off, so Mandy has to get the win back, otherwise, she's just. A bit of a dick, really. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure that was uh, what they put in at the the writers' meeting yeah. as well. That was the exact that, reason. The official words and they've, they've put it in in the program and stuff. So Paul is fully in the camp of one Miss Mandy Rose. Okay, I have that down. Uh, I am in a full agreement with, with Paul, so I'm going for Mandy Rose to win as well. Matt. As well, yeah, Mandy Rose to win. Mm, all the points come to me. Come to me, points come to me. Oh, that would be an unpopular choice, Andy. So, Street Fight next up on the list. I've got Dominic Mysterio's debut, actual match, against Seth Rollins. Rey Mysterio has been announced to be in the corner of his son, and I've on that note, I presume we'll also get Murphy in the corner of Seth Rollins. Matt, do you want to kick us off with this one? I think it's. It'll, I think it'll be Seth Rollins. Yes, the win. Seth, Seth the win. Okay. Yeah. Any reason behind that? But, yeah, I can't. Yeah, you know, it's, it's quite a, quite a thing, isn't it? For him, it's his first match ever, and he wins at SummerSlam against one of the top guys. I just, I just think. Yeah, I just, it'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I can't see them putting him over that way, kind of thing. Maybe, maybe different kind of different circumstances, but yeah, yeah I think it's just, it's a bit much to win your first match ever, <laughs> and then it's almost there's a, a bit, a bit of a rumor as well, isn't there, that uh, Mysterio is actually uh, the the older Mysterio now. I have to, I guess, I have to specify um, has signed a contract extension, so. I'm in agreement with you. I think Rollins will win, but I think that it'll be in the sense of there'll be a tag team match with the two Mysterios yeah. versus Rollins and Murphy at some point. And I will also go out on a further limb to say at that point, that'll be when Dominic turns on that. So that's where I'm going with that. Um, Andy? 100% agree. Absolutely. So Everything there. That that is nailed on. So Seth Rollins for yeah. the win this time as well, yeah. Yeah. 
Can I just get mine out of the way straight off the bat? Go on. Asuka wins both titles. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it was well. yeah, you, you, you can't set this up to look like this and not have a win both titles. I mean, it's fairly obvious. I mean, obviously now I've said it, it won't happen. But I mean, you know, it writes itself is basically the way uh, this one's going. So Stu doesn't agree then, clearly. No. 
So are you are you guys all thinking that Asuka's going to win both? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Now tell us why we're all wrong. (laughs) Right. I'm going to die on this hill. At some point, there's got to be a Bailey versus Sasha match. Has to be a Bailey versus Sasha match. I think the results of these matches very much depend on how the card is laid out and which one happens first. Um, My inkling is that the defence of the Raw tag team, uh, the Raw women's title will happen first and as such Sasha Banks will return with the help of Bailey. but I don't think Bailey will be able to, she'll either get some kind of she'll either not do it on purpose or she'll have some kind of interference which will prevent her from returning the favour which will then create a bit of animosity between them and then they'll basically build the the match between them two from here. I think I might have said something to that effect about those two fighting each other on the podcast every time since WrestleMania. Um, but this is it. This is this is this is the last time I will say it. If it does not happen, it's never happening. Um, so just just to clarify, I think Asuka will beat Bailey. I think Sasha Banks will retain the Raw Women's title. So that's um, my my reasoning for them losing both is that obviously they both lose their titles. Then obviously, kind of spoilers uh, at Payback, they've got a title match, haven't they? Uh, yeah, that was match. But in the space of a week, they've gone from having everything to nothing, and then fingers start pointing at each other and stuff like that, and. You know, I agree. I agree with that part. So again, spoilers spoil for next week, everyone. We already know what the uh, predictions are for the women's tag title match. <laughs> but that's I, I don't. I, the, the other reason I don't think Asuka will win both is because it's just been a bit overkill recently with Becky two belts and yeah. Bailey dust straps, and now two belts banks and all the like. Like, have they got any kind of alliteration they can use for A? I'm not sure. <laughs> What is it in Japanese? That might be more accurate. All belts. All belts, Asuka. Boo. There you go. I had to ask that question out loud, didn't I? Jesus. Uh, I, I, I just, I, more than anything, I just don't want them to do that. <laughs> so I guess that's why I'm I staying away. I hope they don't, but I just, I can see it. I, I, and as well, for the YouTube viewers, there was me saying about, oh yeah, I don't want anybody to have more than one belt. Sorry, <laughs> just, just realised the massive irony of that statement. Um, <laughs> with the Sasha, with the Sasha and Bailey thing though, the cardinal, the, the sort of the cardinal sin in wrestling is never do a heel versus heel match because no one has the sympathy. So, which one of them would you turn? Bailey. Which one would you turn? No, she's not really. She, she she's had the belt three hundred three hundred plus days. So she's, yeah, she's been a heel for nearly a year now. I think they've proven in the past. I think they've proven in the past that that Bailey can, as a character, work as as a good guy. I mean, if if again, if they revert her back to an older character, NXT Bailey was the quintessential like good like you know. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks has never worked as a good. 
like to me it just seems awfully early to sort of turn them back uh, well, I guess we'll... she seems to be getting good traction as a, as a bad guy as well so like I don't know. Strange. I guess we'll find out in a few days. So yeah, join, join us again next week to find out who was right, because it's not going to be Paul. Um, title stage. Watch it all be wrong. And yeah, she, exactly. Maybe she keeps the smack down and fucking banks gets like shafted. It could happen. It, I'd say for me, that depends on the, the layout of the match, but pure, purely for them reasons, I, I think it'll happen that way around. It wouldn't surprise me if the fact that she's fighting as well twice. I reckon that the I reckon the Raw Women's Title match will kick off the, the main show. Yeah, we'll we'll try and give her that sort of like break, will it? Unless yeah, unless they sort of like bring it into the storyline where it's a case of she's like she has to end up wrestling them back to back, or they do something where whichever of the matches is first. The other, yeah. the other champ comes out to sort of help out with the match and it, and it turns it into some sort of weird WrestleMania-style triple threat where both belts are up grabs, but it's actually a two-falls match. Ooh, or, just thought, based on my surmisings, could it be that the first the first person, uh, so, so like Sasha retains, but to the point where she's injured enough not to be able to be there for the second match mm. and in which case she's you know she anyway that we, we, we can we can keep going on that but um we have got two more matches left to talk about both of them title matches uh, as we alluded to earlier the universal title match current universal champion Braun Strowman versus the fiend version of Bray Wyatt who do we have this time around Well, they've just, they've just started this new sort of fiend-esque character for, for Braun, I suppose. With this like sort of new edge to him and stuff like that. Obviously, shaved his head. He's, he's yeah. got this sort of like evil laugh that he does and stuff like that. And yeah. Last week's SmackDown, essentially him and Braun, uh, him and Bray having a laugh off at the end of the segment <laughs> was a bit, a little bit odd. I think the, the key part, uh, point to that one that we've not even talked about is the involvement of Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I need to, I need to sort of, I need to get myself more in sort of tune with that because I still don't really understand the whole. Complexities, complexities of it really. I still don't know what the full story is. So, basically, you'll know that Braun Strowman and Alexa were a tag team way back when as part of the Mixed Match Challenge. So, they were Team Little Big and they seemed to get on. They had like good chemistry. There was It was teased a few times about a possible romantic connection. Um, but also, on the flip side of that, we've always been teased from the Bray Wyatt side of Sister Abigail and who is Sister Abigail well during the, the swamp fight um, it was deemed Sister Abigail made an appearance but in the guise of Alexa Bliss who was basically trying to convince Braun to go into the swamp and then since then we've had this whole like Braun's obviously gone full on monster mode like, he's gone back to the whole monster among men 
see. Whether it was like a linked to him shaving his head, I'm not sure. Or maybe he was just ahead of the curve of Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. But with he's they're basically using Alexa to show that Braun doesn't care anymore. And he's he's come out and said to the point where he actually sort of lifted her above his head and, and threw her to the mat. Uh, this past week, so she, rather than being a, like a full character as yet, she's almost just been been used to kind of show how how much of a bad man Braun has become, rather than the guy who was um, playing pranks with Miz and Morrison about two months ago. So, yeah, it's a funny one. Yeah, obviously, like and obviously the kind of Alexa Bliss kind of was shown to have some kind of control over the Fiend as well. Yeah. I saw uh, that. There was some weird interaction with them in the ring that seemed a bit. So yeah. Yeah. So so the first week, the fiend performed the mandible claw on Alexa Bliss, and then the second week, or the following week, it was going to be looking like much of the same. And then she reached up and touched his face, and he stopped doing it. That's the bit I saw. Yeah. So yeah, it's got it's got a few more layers to come. Yeah, I'm not sure that this chapter this weekend will be the end of their uh, their feud. I'm not I'm not sure, but in terms of where the title goes, who wants to call it? I, I think it'll be a no contest thing. I just think it's gonna kind of drift out. Kind of, there's not gonna be a conclusion to the match. Okay. Well. earlier was thinking since he won it they've had the one tease of Otis cashing in and then nothing else has ever been mentioned with it so it's got to the point where I think a lot of people that watch have just forgotten that he's even got that case now which is probably where we want to get to because they want it to be, ideally, they want it to be a surprise when he does cash it in and stuff like that. Um, he's the latest. He's the latest person that's, that's ever had a case where you sort of thought initially, there's no way he's winning the title. So I don't know. Part of me wants to say that there'll, there'll be a cash in, but is that something that they'll want to keep for? when they do get fans back in, that they'll sort of keep as a, 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 a quick way to get like an instant reaction, like an instant sort of pop and stuff like that. Um, part of me was convinced you were going to say they'll keep that as a bit of like money in the bank then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, because obviously, spoiler alert for my next pick, do they want to change both title, both main titles on the same night? Probably not. Uh, stick me down for Braun to retain, but... Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a bit undecided on this one. I, I can't quite make my mind up. I am also going for Braun Strowman. Um, 
purely for the reason of what you said that they've reintroduced this monster character and it seems a little bit like sharp um i wouldn't be surprised if it goes the way that matt said either but i'm i'm gonna pick a winner so go for braun andy yeah braun for me i think then like you're saying like the introduction of this character leads more to dragging this out and um, to, to to quote Mr Williams I don't think hot potato in with the title between the two of them is the answer to draw this out you know I've got the title now you've got the title now I've got it, it, it doesn't really make sense I think something will happen I don't know what but I think something will come of this to keep this ticking over because there's probably a lot more legs for this So that brings us then. We already know Paul's prediction. Oh, getting a bit of feedback there from somewhere. Um, Paul's prediction. Uh, he's going for Randy Orton, I'm guessing, then, to beat Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. Is that right? Yeah, but again, this is where I was sort of thinking of the Otis cash-in potential. And that he's switching teams. Yeah, because it's not it's not a universal title contract, is it? It's just a world title contract. Or is it even just a title contract? Well, yeah, you've also got that as well. Um, It'll end up being a tag team title match. He'll cash in for it <laughs> the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, he, wants, he wants to give uh, he wants to give his boy Tucky uh, a little bit. Tucky, um. Yeah, part of me sort of thinks that they might do the whole Orton wins the match, but then you get the cash in because they seem to like doing that. They like to, they like to sort of like sham off the, the the guy who's just won the title by having a guy cash in and take it from him. Um, it it would know. be well out of left field that. Oh, massively, and it, it, it's. It, it, it brings me back to the sort of they're throwing a, a load of shit at the wall to see what sticks. And if you want guaranteed numbers of people like tuning in a raw the next day, what better than to have um, like a title switch that possibly people saw coming, and then an immediate cash-in that people maybe didn't see coming. So then, mm-hmm. like, it'll be more people that want to tune in the next day and see what. Otis does with his newly won title and so on. I would, if, I would are they willing to out. give him one with the main belt in a in a I time where where, they, where there's a lot of uncertainty? I mean, like if they're not sure if he's over with the with the crowd, what better time to sort of see if the if the uh, if the ratings are already in the shitter as they are. Why not go? Why not go like all, all out, bust, and just see what if, if, he, if he completely bottoms out of the race, if he's the title holder, or if he manages to get him a little bit of an increase and stuff like that. Um, I would go out on a limb and say if if Otis ever wins a world title, they'll pull a cane and he'll win it one night and he'll lose it the next. I I, I think. I get the feeling for the fact he's just been off TV. I think they feel like it was a bit of a mistake giving him it in the first place at this point. 
Well, I still don't. I, I still don't know why he won it in the first place because I, I can't. I can't see the arc of like he's not. He's not going to turn heel by winning it if he ever does successfully cash it in, um, and he's not. He's not over enough as a babyface to a point where you'd, you'd think he's a legitimate sort of credible threat to anyone that's in the company. He's, he's a really strange... He's, he's, the, he's the weakest holder of the briefcase they've ever had for me. <coughs> Corbin. <coughs> well, no, because at, at least Corbin's got the fact that he's like, you know, a, a, a legit heel. Stuart. It's so long enough about this now. Jesus. Soz. Soz. <laughs> I just, just, just like to remind you, Paul, at this point as well, that he unsuccessfully cashed in that briefcase, so you know. Um, I would have thought that the only title that Otis is a legitimate threat for at this point is the 24-7 title. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't even see him being a, a credible threat for the Intercontinental Championship. I just... I, I think of all of this like whole kind of scenario with like lockdown and all the rest of it he's probably the one that suffered the most because he was building a bit of steam yeah. everybody then couldn't like with a crowd and then everybody couldn't go to a show and now it's a bit like ooh do people still like him or not and I, I think they've kept they say they've kept him away from TV enough after winning Money in the Bank to just completely take all the wind out of his sails Palmer you wouldn't even like be surprised if they were just like oh um yeah, he's lost it at the airport. Like, <laughs> and he just doesn't ever cash it in. Like, I'm not. They might end up pulling that story like where like he he gets tricked into putting it on the line as like a showing how much he cares for Mandy sort of thing, and like he ends up losing it that way or something. But, um, yeah, but... anyway, to, to go back to the first question, last week, send me down for Randy Orton. <laughs> I have done. I'm I'm gonna go on the flip side of your prediction and I'm going for Drew to retain um, I'm going to buy into a bit of stuff that I've, that I've read I don't always like to do that but it feels a little bit strange that we've had a couple of announcements this week about potential returns of Brock Lesnar we've had a, 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 there's the possibility because of this whole venue switch there's the possibility yeah. that we might get Roman Reigns coming back into the mix but on the sly, we've also had one Mr. Bill Goldberg announce that he's actually still under contract with WWE for two matches. I think if it's two more matches or two matches per year for the next half many years, whatever that may be, to, to fit into the old legend killer business, do they bring Goldberg out this weekend for Drew to retain, like to help Drew retain the title because of this whole legend? You know, he's, he's a legend and he, he doesn't like what he's done to all the other people thing. And essentially Drew retains, sidetracks Randy Orton off for a, a, a bit of him. Because, because Orton surely would be somebody who Goldberg would want to work with. Whether Orton may feel the same is a different issue. <laughs> um, but I could see that happening. Absolutely see that happening. So I'm, I'm going for Drew. That might happen. It might happen in another way, but I'd be okay with that if it did. So I'm, I'm, I'm going for Drew to retain. Andy, do you want to, do you want to take us into the next one? 
it, it, weirdly, it feels like a long time since I've said this. And this is the reason that I'm saying this. Randall Keith <laughs> Orton. However, I would like I would like to raise a question around the room, the potential rumours about Randall Keith making a move to NXT because of this whole sort of him talking out about the leg slapping business that still keeps still keeps rearing its head. Apparently, somebody has actually asked Triple H about whether this is a likely move. Triple H has done the anything's possible. But has then gone on to talk about, oh, it's often difficult to get schedules to line up. You know, we want to make things uh, current and, and, and this, that and the other. But also, a bit of a deflection, which I don't know whether that means that there's nothing to it. Or somebody beat them to the punch. Um, I don't know. I mean, Triple H has had a week of deflecting questions, though, as well. So, you know, just uh, look at the look at his comments about Velveteen Dream. We're not going to talk about it, as we've said, but, you know, he is quite good at deflecting questions when he needs to. Um, I feel... There's a part of me that wants to say that, that Drew's still not at it for very long, but then there's a part of me that kind of wants to say that I think that maybe it's a, it's a good run at this point. Um, and uh, and Randy Orton could just take it. Um, but and at the end of the day, there are there are pretty much two names that I will always pick in any match ever. And one yeah. of those names has been mentioned in the last few minutes, and uh, Ra- Randy's the other one. So uh, yeah, put me down for uh, for Randall Keith, please. Okie dokie is down on the list. So, Matt, final prediction of the podcast. See, yeah, I think last podcast, I think I said, if, if Randy Orton wins, I'll never pick him again. I lied. Because, uh, <laughs> I just think, I think, you know, I've said, I've said to you, to you guys, you know, we've all said that I think Drew McIntyre's done a great job. He's really good champion. He's really good on the mic. It's all kind of thing. But we know the 74-year-old man who runs the company gets his knickers in a twist when the ratings start to drop. And, you know, he'll put two and two together and get five. And this whole kind of, like, the chosen one kind of thing that's going back and forth. And I just kind of get the feeling that that they'll stick the title back on. Randy for, you know, for a bit and, and then settle, settle Drew to chase it again we, I mean we've, we've talked about that before as well but what is it going to take for him to realise the ratings are crap because not not because of Drew being the champion the ratings are crap because um, is a new flash for you we've seen the Street Profits fight the Viking Raiders and then in turn fight Angel Gaza and Andrade every but, week but, the question is when is he going to realise that it's probably him that's the problem he's needed, no, he's, absolutely never he's needed to step aside 
for what feels like at least 10 years. He, need, he needs right. to move on. He needs to put some fresh blood in there, some real strong fresh blood, and then step to one side. And uh, it, 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 then take it out again? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Make <laughs> a prediction. Podcast debut from, uh, from George. <laughs> We've, uh, th- there was something floating around as well that said about um, they're looking at putting Shane in as like lead of Raw as well, or like one of the main sort of charges of, of Raw as a whole. Which, like, for every two steps forward, you think they get with like somebody like Heyman has then gone, and then Pritchard, and then now they're talking about maybe Shane as well. It's like that—that's just the proof that he's never going to learn ever. Right. He might have been involved in the background for the last sort of twelve months or so in, in terms of Shane, but yeah, you don't need to be in charge of it. No. And a source of one of the comments on the thing I'd seen was, "Oh, so that's Triple H never getting in charge then." <laughs> yeah, that's that's it, isn't it. So yeah, so I think that that rounds us out anyway for the the predictions. We will be back with you very shortly um, next week, in fact, for a bit of uh, WWE payback. But for the most part, enjoy this weekend. Enjoy Takeover again. If you've not listened to that, go back, stop what you're doing, get yourself sorted out. And then uh, hit us up with your predictions. Let us know if you got on, and if you if you do pretty well, we might get you on. See if you can beat one of us. And this was mentioned off air by uh, Andy. If if that happens, if if we get somebody on, if they can beat us in the predictions, I mean, I can't promise a belt as a prize, but I'm pretty sure I could come up with a, with a prize of maybe something to the effect of like a Funko Pop, maybe. So, so we, could all, we could all chuck two quid in and maybe uh, get get a little something. Yeah. Well, if you uh, if if you fan- fancy taking us on and you can beat us in the predictions, we'll get you on. If you beat us, then we'll give you something. We'll give we'll, we'll we'll sort something out. So yeah, thanks very much for joining us, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you soon. See you soon. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Probably good. So there we go, what do you think to that? Another one done. There we go. You're set up now. You've got all the info that you need for the upcoming pay-per-views for the wrestling. Are we good to you? Yes, yes we are. And you can be good to us. The way you can do that is by going over to YouTube, clicking that subscribe button, clicking for notifications, and uh, that way you can keep up to date with what we've got for you. See? Simple. Everybody jump over to cookiecast.com, check us out over there, and um, send us some love, whether that's social media, email, or uh, a picture of you and a member of the CookieCast crew. See if you can snap a, a getting over member out in the wild, how about that? So there we go, that's it for this one, and uh, instead of saying bye this time, I think I'm going to uh, finish a wrestling podcast in a, in a different way. I'm going to give you a woo!